0: People might have an idea of of what retirement might look like from the perspective of, well, I want to spend more time with family. I want to spend more time with my kids or my grandkids. But once you retire, you have to think, well, my kids might still be working,
1: From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader while helping your organization to grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, visit our website at www.raycpa.com podcast and sign up for updates. People tend to spend more time thinking about and planning their next family vacation than they do thinking about and planning for retirement. Isn't that true? As a result, They are ill-equipped to make that inevitable leap into their golden years when the time finally does come. Today, Darlene Finzer, a later life planning expert at Ray & Associates, is here to discuss what later life planning is, why it's important, and how a professional in this field can help you plan and experience the retirement of your dreams. Welcome to Unsuitable, Dar.
0: Hey, thanks, Doug. I'm glad to be here.
1: It's always great to have you back. Uh, I know you're you're a, a veteran of of the podcast, so you know it's it's obviously it's uh, it's tax time here. I know we're recording this kind of in, in the middle of that, and this will this will come out here in a few weeks uh, while we're still in the midst. But you know, it, it's always a great time for people to take a step back during that time, right? And 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 just look at the big picture, and you know, not just focus on the compliance of hey, I need to get my tax return done. But think about this concept of later life planning. So when does somebody start that? When, when should you start thinking about that from, from your perspective?
0: Wow. Um, so thinking about later life planning is probably something that someone should consider at least six years before they are planning to retire. Obviously, I say that we start planning for retirement the day that we have Funds withheld from our paychecks and deposited into a 401k plan. So, you know, really we we are starting early on in our lives to plan for retirement, but to really get serious and, and think about everything that you do need to think about as you move into that phase of your life, I would start at least six years before you are going to make that that transition.
1: Mm. So when, when you talk about later life planning services what what all does that mean obviously beyond looking at say you know tax and and that type of thing what what else, all does that encompass
0: right so later life planning is a consulting service that we offer at rain associates and it's really to assist clients as as they to help them prepare as they move into and through retirement and what it actually entails can be a, a lot of different things. Everything that that goes into later life planning is specific to a person-specific situation. So, you know, we can talk about some of the things that actually, you know, we go through whenever we are looking at later life planning services with someone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Walk us through kind of what, what those, those might be.
0: So, you know... Regardless of, of who the individual is, the number one fear that someone has as they move into retirement is the fear of, of running out of money, that they are going to outlive mm-hmm. their assets. And, um, wow. you know, so part of, of the discussion is what does that mean for an individual You know, I wish that there was a magic number that we could say, well, this is what you're going to need in financial resources to to be able to, you know, live through retirement without running out of money. But everyone's situation is different. And because of that, that's what requires additional planning. Everything has to be tailored to everyone's specific situation. So... You know, from our perspective at Ray & Associates, obviously, we're an accounting and consulting firm, and we deal in the financial realm. Um, But there's more to later life planning than just the financial piece. So we like to take the holistic view and incorporate other partners that offer that entire picture of, of everything that plays into retirement and things that you need to think about. I always like to use analogies and, and the one that I like to use for this is a Rubik's cube. So, okay. you know, the Rubik's cube, uh, there's different colors than the Rubik's cube. And the goal is to get the same color pattern, all of the squares on, on one side. You know, if you ever worked with a Rubik's cube, you know, maybe you could get one side or, or maybe two sides <laughs> if you were lucky, but I was never able to solve the entire Rubik's cube but that's kind of like the the retirement picture. So you might have like one side or one piece of the later life planning, the retirement planning that you have set. but if you don't incorporate all those other pieces, all those other sides, if they're not in place, plan might go out the window.
1: Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I see, um, you know, some of this where you may not have all the family members perhaps on the on the same page for example or two spouses may not have talked to their their children perhaps and how does how does everybody's uh, desire and, and needs you know how, how does all that factor in we see this a lot with business planning where maybe a, a patriarch is involved in the business and has brought children in but maybe the children aren't interested in actually running the business, right? And so you've got to factor in all of these different things, you know, healthcare, are there other family members or parents that need cared for? So is, is that kind of the, the approach you take when you talk about that holistic approach? Do you... You bring all those soft issues in into play as well with with it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and typically, that's the piece that is missing in a retirement Mm -hmm. plan are those soft issues. And you know, you've mentioned about the kids might not be on board. Well, sometimes the spouses might not even be on board with each other as far as like what they are considering retirement looks like because. They haven't really talked about it other than saying, well, you know, someday we'll retire or we'll retire in five years or whatever it happens to be. But they aren't taking the time to look at that picture and see what does retirement look like? You know, one spouse might want to travel. Uh, one spouse might want to be on the golf course, you know. So <laughs> if, if those plans don't line up, individuals are setting themselves up for failure, in that respect whenever it comes to retirement
1: you almost have to be an amateur uh, psychologist right i mean it's uh i think one of the the beautiful things about that you do and particularly i think it's your your personality is you're able to you know draw out those things in in conversation and make fe- people feel comfortable in in talking about those things i think that's that's a huge, huge uh, thing that, that you have to do and, and you have that characteristic and ability to to do that. So in, in your experience, what are what are some of the things you do when talking? You know, you start this conversation with folks to to bring that out in them and, and make them more comfortable to to talk about that stuff.
0: Right. So, you know, at at Ray, I mean, we're we are trusted advisors to begin with. Um, So there's a lot of stories we've, you know, shared with individuals as they've matured, as they've grown businesses, you know, so this is just a a natural transition that we should also be talking to them about whenever they move into retirement. But, you know, the first thing that I like to do is just have a conversation. I want to find out about the individuals, what their Mm. perspectives are, where they're at, you know, where we might find some holes in their plans of things that they might want to consider. You know, obviously, as as you move into later years, there's the potential for the need for care uh, from the medical mm-hmm. perspective. It could be, you know, long-term care, it could be in-home care, it could be long-term care facilities. But if, if you don't know where someone's mindset is, you know, Talking about long-term care, if they know that they don't want to go into a facility and they have the means to have home health care or they have family or friends that will be able to take care of them, then you know, then that's a, a completely different conversation that you have around that sure. piece. So it's it's really understanding where they're at, what their needs might be, and making sure that that we touch on points that maybe they're not even considering. You know you mentioned mentioned about health you know there's insurance there's you know the financial piece obviously is is huge in this but there's also the family uh, whether there's going to be legacy family planning that needs to be conducted um, if there's transitions with businesses and then there's also the the actual transition into retirement you know which people might have an idea of, of what retirement might look like from the perspective of, well, I want to spend more time with family. I want to spend more time with my kids or my grandkids. But once you retire, you have to think, well, my kids might still be working. So it is, even though I have more time on my hands, they're going to be at work. So, you know, you have to take those kind of things into consideration because what you have planned might not actually materialize whenever you are in retirement.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, to your point, bringing all those things out into the forefront and having that conversation and and talking to everybody about what, you know, what is your desire and what, you know, have you thought through all these things and had had these conversations rather than starting with a goal in mind already, you know, that's kind of predetermined and, and trying to, to back into that it's it's sort of you know raising all of these issues and and it perhaps it's a living breathing evolving process right it doesn't just because that's what makes sense today or everybody decides that may change a couple of years down the road right right? and so I, i assume part of the process then is having those ongoing evolving discussions it's not hey we we did this and we check the box and put together this report or plan and then we forget about Correct. it. Correct. That's that's not the case, Correct. right?
0: Correct. Yeah, so obviously you you need to develop a plan. You know, that would be present day what you think the future is going to hold or what you want to do in the future. And you know, every at least annually that plan should be reevaluated because there's going to be changes that occur within you know that year's time and there's going to have to be adjustments to that plan as those changes occur.
1: Mm, yeah, and you know, you talked a bit about you know even the healthcare thing. We've we've dealt with that in in my family. You know, home care versus uh, you know being in a facility. And what's everybody's attitude on that? What do you what do you feel like? You know, all of those things are are so important. Uh, obviously, no. Now our expertise and and your expertise certainly. Uh, with regard to, you know, tax and, and tax planning and and some of those types of things. I assume you also, as part of this process, you bring in investment advisor uh, and or, you know, attorney, estate attorney, those types of things to help kind of bring this whole plan and, and process together. Correct?
0: Yeah, that that's absolutely correct. So, you know, like I said, going back to the analogy of the Rubik's Cube, that's where those other pieces come into play. Obviously, you know, as accountants, we we don't play in, in the legal realm. So having an elder law attorney is best whenever it comes to some of, of these situations, estate state attorneys and you know, also the investment advisor. You know, one of the things that we do is we look at what the income in retirement is going to be. And obviously, you know, from an accountant's perspective, we want to look at, you know, the the tax savings that that can be found in that um, situation. But we also need the investment advisor to know what the assets are and to also look at how we uh, receive those assets in retirement. You know, so you do have to work in conjunction with each other And that's part of that holistic plan is making sure that everyone knows what what the client's plan is and everyone is working towards the same goal for that client. Because if not, you could have pieces that maybe one professional is providing to that client and it can counteract a plan that another professional is is mm-hmm. providing so you really do have to work in concert with each other to make sure that that the plan is being created according to how the client wants that to be um, held
1: yeah that's a good point you just you don't want to keep all everybody in in their own silo and I think you know oftentimes we we see that a lot unfortunately. And that, that creates just miscommunication and and not that necessarily anybody's trying to take advantage or, or anything like that, but it, it, you know, just opens the door for that miscommunication and not everybody being, being on the same page. Um, you know, you mentioned something there too, about, uh, you know, like an elder counsel or elder attorney, and you hear more and more about this. And, and my, wife happens to work at a an assisted living facility and you know so tangentially i hear of some of these examples where maybe there's a guardian involved and you know there's some question as to elder abuse or somebody being taken advantage of and and boy that you know it sounds really bad but it's it's sometimes it's it's hard to spot right because it's not like a physical abuse necessarily. It's just that their their situation is being taken advantage of. Can you you talk a little bit about, I know that's a passion project of yours too, how you sort of try to help with, with that as well.
0: Right, so elder abuse, especially if it's elder financial abuse, there's obviously different types of abuse that can occur, but we tend to focus more on the elder financial abuse piece of it. Obviously, most of the elder abuse that occurs is done by a family member. So not, you know, you would think it would be really straightforward and easy to say, well, this person stole this amount of money or this asset from me. And, you know, we're, we're off to the races to, to prosecute them. But that emotional piece, because it is a family member and, that tie with, with that family member, the love that they have for them, they feel like they owe it to them that, you know, they don't want to prosecute. Um, so it's, it's very difficult, maybe not so difficult to spot, but it's very difficult to prosecute because of it being a family member or a close friend. Yeah.
1: And it's, it can be embarrassing too, because it involves family.
0: Yeah. And, you know, even even if it's not a family member that's creating um, the abuse, individuals will be embarrassed because they let it happen to them because they should have known better. And, you know, so it's, it's very difficult to actually have a an elder abuse, a case, be prosecuted and for there to be any type of repercussions because of, of mm-hmm. mainly those two factors.
1: Yeah there's a lot of emotion involved and and like you said guilt and and all those things play into it so that brings up the point really it's better to try to put all the things in place to prevent that from happening right and that's that's part of the process you go through with later life planning so so talk a little bit about about that how you try to mitigate that that risk and structure things so that you know some of those things can can at least be uh, prevented as much as possible. Yeah,
0: so I think that having a plan in place and obviously having the third parties involved really helps to make sure that everyone's on the same page. You know, sometimes family members are involved that they do know what what the plan is, but whenever you have third parties who are involved and and know what the plan is if if things happen, if you know, money starts leaving an account starts going to a family member. If, if you have the third-party consultants involved, that's something that definitely will, will throw up a red flag for us. And, you know, we can start questioning it sooner rather than having something go on for a long period of time and, and maybe completely wiping out their assets.
1: Yeah a great point. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, better to you know have that transparency, have more more folks aware and involved, so we can be part of your your team and and watch out uh, for those types of things. And I think it goes back to your whole approach with this. As you said, it's it's a long term you know relationship driven approach. It's not, hey, we want to put this plan together and um, you know complete it and then you know, goodbye and, and good luck. I mean, it's, it's an ongoing thing. I think that's so, so critically important. Right.
0: Yeah, it absolutely uh, is.
1: Yeah. Well, well, Dar, thanks for your time uh, today. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And I know it's a subject you're very passionate about and, um, you know, you're, you're just the best there is at, at, I think bringing all this together because you bring, you know, you make this process comfortable for people because it is it is difficult you know when you're talking about uh, later life planning and family issues and all these things so i think that's uh, a very underrated a characteristic to have, and and you have it in abundance. So that's that's awesome. Well, thank so, you. Thanks again for yep. Thanks again for coming on. Um, so that's what we have here uh, for this episode of Unsuitable. And and uh, if you want more business tips and insight, or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, please visit our podcast page at slash podcast And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another unsuitable interview from an industry professional.
0: The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.